Welcome to the Great Restoration Podcast. We're really happy that you're here, and we can't wait to talk with you more about taking Jesus to work. Welcome to the last episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, don't cry. Don't cry, Lindsay. It's okay. <laughs> well, the last episode so. of this season may be question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So this is Lindsay Raphael and Patrick Weed with The Great Restoration. And this is our journey. And man, it has been a journey of learning how to allow God to restore our souls, letting that impact our lives while still going to work every day. Uh, I, I drink a lot more coffee these days, by the way, with going to work. <laughs> I was say, the irony of this whole thing being that we are so, so crazy tired right now. <laughs> so here we are talking about like restoration. And I think the last episode we talked about finding rest and restoration. Oh, uh, yeah. but that's what's so, oh, uh, Lindsay, we that's we listen so, to that one. Right. We're going to go like, no one is ever going to hear these and we're going to be the ones who go yeah, back. We're going to be going listen. back to them. I was really good. Lindsay had a really great point. I'm going to have to apply that to my life now. <laughs> like that's going to be. So here we are. We are in the last episode. We have taken a little time and we're coming back and we wanted to wrap things up. And I really appreciate what Lindsay has here because we wanted to kind of go through real briefly. And just so you know, today's probably like I actually don't have a like our timer up as per normal. I just felt like today we're just going to we're going to wrap it all up. And if it goes a little long, that's cool. So I hope you stick with us. And if not, feel free. You know, it's the beauty of technology. Skip ahead. There's that whole like yeah. 10, 15 seconds. Skip yeah, ahead. Up, yep. Set it to two times speed, whatever you got to do, because we are talking today without a lot of limitations. But we're going to go back through and kind of go over the previous episodes. Um, just kind of hit some of the highlights for us. Lindsay's going to walk through it and kind of give us some of her take. I'm going to do my good thing of just like giving my feedback on where we've been in those different episodes. Probably laugh a whole lot, which is what I love about this whole project is I've laughed with you, Lindsay, so much more than we have in the past. Not, I don't know, either way, but we've laughed a lot and it's been good. So with that, would you start to take us through? We have seven different episodes that we went through kind of talking about restoration, how this whole house restoration image that we've been using the whole time. And Our lovely analogy that we tried really, really, really hard not to like beat a dead horse on, but like, we walked <laughs> right up to the line, I think, but I don't think we crossed it. I don't think so either. I think it works it, it, and it's a really good one. And this is the reveal, I guess, kind of, but we'll get to that. So it's sort, of. yeah. sort of. So why don't you take us through? Yeah, I hate to be all anticlimactic, but you know, there's not a big reveal until, well, the very so die and go to heaven. <laughs> yeah. Let's see, how do I say that? Go. Yeah. So I'm going to try really hard not to cross the line of beating the dead horse on the restoration analogy, but. Patrick and I always get together right before we start recording and talk about what we're thinking. And I was just sharing with him. It's actually one of my favorite things about what we're doing. I love that time. And one of the things I was sharing with him was, you know, the whole goal of this wrap up episode is obviously to kind of bring things back full circle, but it's also to talk about sharing our stories of wow. restoration and the fact that that's never really ending. And I told him, <laughs> I told him he kind of rolled his eyes at me that, you know, I started off, we started this podcast by me talking about how I was inspired by that lovely HGTV show that I love, Hometown. Uh. Yes, I love Hometown. You can't even, <laughs> like, you watch it, you'll love it too. You'll love Ben and Aaron. You can't help it. But what I really love about their story in general is that as they've gone through, you know, 
all of these renovations and restorations in, in their own hometown, it was actually part of a larger effort to revitalize their community mm-hmm. and their downtown area and then spread that out to their town in Mississippi. And there was a, a group of people who were doing that. It's not just the two of them. And what they've done now that their story has, you know, gained a lot of traction, obviously they have this show. What they've done now is they've taken that out and they've built a program to be able to share that with other hometowns so that they can share what they've been learning in this process, the mistakes that they've made, but also some really practical tools for how to revitalize your your town and how everybody can get involved in that process. And so I love that because they didn't just keep it to themselves. They didn't, you know, they could have just said, hey, you know, this is, this is just Laurel. This is what we're doing. Great. We have this show. So glad that our town has been positively impacted and then not really shared any of that with anyone else. And, and how did you get there? How did you do that? What was your journey? And so we wanted to bring this back full circle because such a huge part of restoration, at least we feel like, is sharing with other people what you're, you're learning. Absolutely. So, because they're going through their own restoration. But before we get there to all the why share and how to share and blah. And don't this, get ahead of yourself, Lindsay. Don't get ahead of this page <laughs> two. Um, we wanted to just recap where we've been, like Patrick said, and just remember what restoration is all about. And so we started out with, you know, restoration is a journey. It's, yeah. But it starts with, it can start in one fell swoop. It can start with one swing of the hammer. But it also starts, if we're talking about the restoration of our own hearts, our own minds, it also starts with just being honest, getting honest with God about where you are and help having him, you know, opening your heart to him to show you what areas actually need restoration. Sometimes we don't even realize we've been living a certain way so long that we don't even realize that there are areas of our heart and our mind that need that restoration. And then just writing that down, taking note of what he's showing you, because I promise you, you will forget. I forget all the time. You know, if God shares something with me in a quiet time, that's great. If I don't write it down and I can't look back on that, I will forget. And so just start out just by being honest about where you are Um, and realize that you know, episode two, we talked about how you might feel a little weird and unsatisfied at the beginning. You know, it feels really good to start that process. It feels really good to have that first like week of devotions, you know, with God, it feels really good to tear down that first wall in your house. But then you start to feel kind of unsettled, like, where are we actually going with this? And that's totally normal. So don't worry. Don't freak out. That's completely normal in a restoration. Right. Yeah. And then that third component, originally, I think I said restoration is expensive. But what we really got back around to when Patrick and I were talking about it is that restoration really is an investment. It's an investment um, in your relationship with God, but hopefully also an investment in other people, because as you're allowing God to restore your own heart and your mind, you're able to impact others. Um, with your story as well. And so just one of the things that uh, is so important about the beginning stages of a restoration is understanding why you're taking it on. And so, because that helps ground you when you're thinking this is way too expensive. God's asking too much. It's costing me too much. I don't want to do this. 
You can pause and stay grounded in why you even started this process in the first place. And so part of that we talked about was bringing, you know, the first, what we call the first fruits, quote unquote, of your time to God um, and letting him do amazing things with it. Right. And so, you know, we talked about, I don't know if I have the story later on, I can't remember, but we, you know, one of the things that I was reading the other day was um, that classic story of Jesus feeding, you know, 5,000 people and, um, and just what he can do with just a little bit, what he can do if you take the first 10 minutes of your day and just listen to him, let him speak to you. Um, you'll really be amazed at what he can do through you in the time that you have. And so, you know, then in the middle, we kind of paused to share, which is what we're doing tonight. We're kind of ending with sharing. Um, and then we started talking about, okay, great. You've been doing this restoration, but just remember you're not alone. Restoration doesn't happen in isolation. So we talked about that, you know, group that does the, um, has the hometown show. It's not just the two of them. It's a whole group of people, right? And so who are those people who need to be on this journey with you? Just like in a home restoration, you call in an electrician to take care of the wiring because you don't want to burn down your fancy new home. You call in other people who are spiritually strong in areas where you're weak, who can pray with you, pray for you. Remember that you might actually be that for someone else. And so be open to that because it, I feel like it's kind of cyclical. It's, you're getting encouragement from other people, but remember, even though you're in the process, you can give encouragement too, and that will then feed and fill your soul and encourage you. That's one of the things I've loved about our little pre-podcast <laughs> meetings is we spend a lot of time listening to each other and encouraging each other too. Absolutely. And we kind of come away re-energized to just hit it hard at work and be the best that we can be, go and honor God, find ways to love on people at work just by spending time together and listening to each other's stories and encouraging each other. So restoration doesn't happen in isolation. It takes a village um, to restore your heart, to restore your mind. And then we just talked about the practical stuff. You know, how do you work the plan? What do you do? Um, what do you do when you hit a snag? You know, and remembering that restoration, again, has a long-term purpose um, and that our lives are meant for eternal impact. So I would say go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. I think I will be. Um, just to listen to kind of some of the practical stuff that Patrick and I shared about, you know, what do you do when you feel stuck? Um, and then last time we just talked about, you know, since restoration is a longer process, it's a long-term process, don't forget about the rest and restoration. But rest doesn't necessarily mean stopping. Rest is an active, active word, actually. It means exchanging the weighty baggage that we're carrying with the yoke that God wants to give us. And mm. that does not mean that we stop. Mm. Recognizing that sometimes we need to take a pause, sometimes we need to take a break, vacation, right? But the forward momentum doesn't stop, even if it might slow down just a little bit. Mm. And so, um, here we are. Dude, it, it's so impactful listening to you go through those. I'm like, I may actually go back and listen to ourselves. <laughs> you mean you might actually like, listen to the podcast? We man, that's so good. Like that's, I need that again. And I, and I think for me, so there's so many things I want to say. There's so many pieces and probably would just be like reiterating everything that I commented on in those episodes. 
But I think the big thing of how I feel about everything you just went through is that that whole aspect of how we're joking about going back to listen to it, like yeah. it's never, it's never over. And it doesn't mean there's no end in sight. It doesn't mean it's impossible or futile, futile. Like it just means that once you go through a season of restoration of a project of working with God on something and you get to a place where you're like, okay, cool. Like I've arrived, I've learned, you know, I've shared all the different pieces you just talked about. Like you get to a place where you're like, wait, okay, I'm going to step into a new season. I'm going to do a new thing. And it all applies again. Like they're great steps to walk through. And it's not like, it's like, you know, never ending. It's more like these are great tools to use as you're going through different parts of your life. And so it's like, as you're saying it, I'm like, man, those are so good. I need to be reminded because I'm at this point where I'm like kind of coming around and I'm like, wait, oh, I need to make sure to rest. I need to make sure to share with others. I need to make sure to write things down. Like it's all a reminder to do it all over again. So I think it's really good. It's really good to go back through and be reminded of that. Yeah. No, I like what you said about just a different season, right? Because I mean, I feel like even when God's been developing us in a certain area, it's really easy to let that area um, get weaker if we're not continually working on it. But I mean, we are a huge undertaking, I have to say, as humans, we are a huge undertaking and there is a lot here. complicated. Like we have so many, oh my goodness, so many pieces, like it's ridiculous. We're complicated and yet so very simple. True. But... That's yeah. True. So no, I, I agree. I mean, I haven't, um, I'll be totally honest. I haven't listened to all of our episodes because we recorded them. We lived them and I don't like the sound of my voice on recording. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't, I haven't wanted to go back and say, goodness, why would anyone listen to this? Although so, at the same time, I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to put this out there on the internet, Lindsay. Oh, I boy. truly believe that a lot of the information that we've gone through here. I don't care if it's 100 pages, 200 pages, or five pages. This is worth being written down. And I know that you've kind of tinkered with the idea. And if it never happens, that's okay. No shame or guilt or anything like that. But as far as listening to your own voice, reading your own words is not as difficult. So I'm just going to put out there, I think that there is a book in the making of The Great Restoration. Just going to put that out there. I appreciate that. I I have been writing things down and I will tell you just like restoration writing, even though I love, 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 love to write, it is really challenging and hard. And sometimes you get in the flow and then other times you're thinking, what in the world am I even saying? (laughs) (laughs) Or you go back and read your own words and you think, man, I sound super pretentious. What is wrong with me? But to use this as a jumping off point, I'm just going to say it is important though, Lindsay, to share. You want to talk more about that? Ah, oh, it. <laughs> I'm going to use your own words right back and just be like, Don't you can hide. Hide. <laughs> Okay, okay I'll, so I'll jumping in, since we're talking about sharing and Patrick's going to just uh, maybe actually. It's good, it's good though. Saying. Like that's okay. I'm going to stop again. That <laughs> is the whole point here, Lindsay. Like you're hitting on things that are so accurate. Like it, these aren't just so. I don't believe that these are just your thoughts. I think that God genuinely is speaking through the things that we're processing together. And the important aspect of sharing, like the things that you're about to go through, I genuinely believe that they are hugely important of what God wants to do through you, through me, and through anybody else who may be listening. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I need that encouragement. 
encouragement. You got this. And, you know, part of what I shared with Patrick in a very lengthy email, I think, that I wrote was just this particular episode took me about a month or so to really form in my head because I was really struggling. And, you know, after we recorded seven episodes, we had all this great content with such a wonderful time. I really started to struggle with, okay, what's next? Why do I even feel like I have a story to share? And so I was really coming up against this battle and slowly over the course of a month, I knew we were going to be talking about sharing in general. And so no surprise that I was really struggling with sharing. Um, but these are the things through my devotions, um, that God was showing me. And one day I just sat down and wrote it all out. And that's what this episode was because it was just a culmination over about a month of what he was showing me. And some of it was encouragement from God in his word and others were like in your face. If you don't share, it's an unnatural thing because I've told you to share. So anyway, so we're going to talk about you know, why sharing is so important as the first kind of uh, the first thing here, because what I struggled with was great restoration. You know, can I just keep it to myself? You know, isn't restoration just for me? Isn't your house just for your family or your friend? And yeah, you could make that argument. Um, and like I said, I kind of procrastinated writing this episode, but let's talk a little bit about why it's important to share. So I'm going to try and reason with you here because I had to reason with myself. I'm like, God, <laughs> I'm like, God encourage me. First off, pretty simple because God said so. And that's, that should really be all we need to know. <laughs> he told us we don't need to look any further than the Great Commission, I don't think. Matthew 28. He told us to share. He told us to go, to share his to share his truth. Yeah. Um, and so one of the stories that I love um, from the Old Testament is actually found in 1 Samuel 15, 22. And I, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but please go and read it. But there's this, there's this quote from Samuel that says to obey is better than sacrifice. And, you know, I can spend Sundays worshiping God, calling out to him. But if I don't actually obey him when he's told me to share my story, um, then that's a disconnect. That's a division, a wedge that I'm putting between myself and God, because I'm not actually obeying what he's told me to do, which is to share, share what he's doing in my life. And so, you know, the flip side of that coin is sharing is obviously obeying God. It's honoring God. The flip side of that is when we don't share, somebody else wins that, that little mm. battle. Yeah. That's, and because the devil doesn't want us to share, to be totally honest. And ultimately, we know, you know, Jesus is victorious. If you read the end of the Bible, you'll see <laughs> all of that lovely stuff. Um, but to be totally honest, the devil wants, doesn't really want us to have a fulfilling relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit lights a fire that destroys what he's trying to build. Mm. And so I say, let the Holy Spirit light a fire in me, in you in Patrick and share, even if your restoration feels like it's unfinished. And that to me, as a total perfectionist, <laughs> that is really, really difficult 
because I want things to be polished. I want them to be finished. I want, you know, all the words to be just right. And it just drives me crazy that God wants me to share even in the middle of my messy restoration. He wants me to let people in, come and see what's going on and just be real and about what he's doing in my life. Um, because others need to hear that. That's another reason to share that, to share your story. Somebody else has their own restoration that they're going through right now. And they need to hear what God's teaching you. And so this is why I've, again, we've talked about this, what, like three times already in this episode. I love <laughs> that we that we share with each other before we even start recording. And then afterwards, we debrief. Yeah. And we talk about what's going on with our with ourselves at work and how God's using us or how frustrating things are. Others need to hear your story and you need to hear their story. Yeah. It's no. not a cheerleader thing. It's a courageous thing. I'm going to jump in real quick because I, 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 as you're talking about this, I think you've stumbled upon, or maybe not stumbled, maybe it's fully intentional, but I think it's interesting how the word share correlates with the idea of relationship. Because in, in, in everything that we go through, you know, all the different, you know, church, small group, Bible studies, all the different things, it is pretty evident that we are created as human beings for a relationship. And yes. we've talked about that off and on throughout this whole podcast. But as you're talking about this here, everything you're saying about sharing, it plays into that. Yes. And it's another aspect of relationship. If I'm in a relationship, like... I'll be a little bit vulnerable here with my wife and I, there's often been times where she'll come to me and be like, Hey, you know, I, we're okay. Everything's fine. But how are you really doing? You haven't been sharing with me of how you're doing. And that's a huge part of it. Like if we're going to be connected together, if we're going to be doing this together and building relationships, whether it be the super personal close ones that you have, or even the work ones, like mm -hmm. there's a level of sharing that comes into play that builds that, that becomes the aspect of what the relationship is built on. So I think there's lots of aspects to relationship. But as you're talking about this, I'm like, man, the idea of sharing in context of building relationship, like Lindsay, and I, I'm I'm just I'm just gonna build you up throughout this whole podcast tonight. So just deal with it. I know you don't always like it. Because you called me intense earlier, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's because you do these things. Like I've noticed you talk about the times that, you know, we process before and after, but a lot of what you've done is you allow me to, to share. And then you, you tend to encourage and give insight. And, and honestly, um, I'm going to throw this in here as a tidbit, slightly, you know, not necessarily off topic, but like something we might not think about sometimes within sharing our reactions to each other make a big deal too. Like you react, I don't know how to say it other than strongly. I don't want to say intense, <laughs> but you react with a lot of, you know, emotion on different things that I've shared with you. And it brings me to a place where like the response is reciprocal, right? And I think that's the thing here is it's like, as you're going through your restoration process, whether no matter whether you've even identified it as that or not, like the aspect of connecting with people at work, at home, in your friendship, and talking through what you're going through, like there is so much that happens. It's so like in like deep and multi-layered of what happens there. And so it's a really, really big deal. And I think you've hit something that's really special when it comes to relationships and sharing. 
Well, I'm glad that you mentioned that. And thank you because that is kind of a fresh angle. And as you were talking too about, you know, relationships and how that, how sharing ties into building and developing those relationships, I kind of had a flashback to, you know, kindergarten, preschool of, you know, the importance of sharing. And I had this, <laughs> I had this image of sitting, you know, in the lunchroom and having my lunch and sharing it with someone else, you know, or sharing my chips or my dessert or whatever. Yeah. But, and that's a really simplistic visual, but so good. when you were talking, I was thinking about when you share, not only does it build that relationship, but it invites that other person into, mm. you know, and I think, and so then you're sharing that restoration story together. Yeah. It's, not, it's no longer your story that you're just telling someone about when you share your restoration journey with someone, they've become part of it. Absolutely. That's good. So, yeah. I think that's really awesome. Thank you for, thank you for sharing that insight because it's, <laughs> it like opens how, it up. Now how many like, times are we going to use the word share in the next I'm 45 minutes? Less than looking for a pen for, to write that down and <laughs> not making a lot of noise. For oh, you're good. You're good. The other part though, there too, is you were talking about like, if we don't share, I think one of the biggest things that, that the, that Satan wants is to put us into isolation. And and yeah, totally. so that's the exact opposite of sharing, of inviting people in. It's yes. you know, and that's where he does win. So I think it's really good. What the contrast that you're building there between the two things is it's exactly what God wants us to be able to do. It's one part of of relationship, and it's definitely a way that Satan utilizes our lives where if he can make you feel like it's not okay to share what's going on, the good, the bad, the ugly, the difficult. Right then you're going to become isolated and alone and go down a dark hole, which is not what God wants for you. Right. Yeah. I think that um, because God's built us the way that he has, not sharing is actually unnatural yeah, for us, absolutely. especially as believers, because we're called to follow his example too. And so um, it's actually unnatural for us. And so, you know, not only does it build relationships like what you're just talking about, but you know, we've talked about in a few episodes, this idea of trust and how trust is, mm. is acting out like what we believe that God, God's truth is trust is acting on that. And so, um, sharing your story takes the story out of your hands, out of our hands, and it puts it squarely into God's hands. So Absolutely. that he can do with it, whatever he plans to do with it. Absolutely. Preach it's, not, it's not our story is his, <laughs> right? And I just, no. I, you know, I, when I was writing this part, I was just thinking about how I really struggled to write this episode. Right. And I had a, I had a decision to make. I could just end it there, end episode, end it with episode seven, not reach out to Patrick and say, Hey, I want to wrap this up and I want, you know, here's my notes and here's what I'm thinking. Um, that that future was coming either way you know october was coming november was coming december was coming but the more i kept all of that inside the more the longer i didn't share the heavier my heart actually became and the more weighed down i felt because i knew that god was t showing me something and that patrick and i needed to finish this we needed to wrap this up we needed to talk about how important it is for us to share what God is doing. We needed to do that. And so 
you know, you're kind of faced with the choice. Do you keep it and try to maintain some semblance of control, which is really just an illusion, sorry, but it is? Or do you act on that belief that God has a greater plan, he wants to use your story, and so you share, and now it's out there for him to use? Yeah, that's good. That's really good. So, you know, and then the other thing is just, I think about our restoration journey, no matter how painful it is. Some people have really intense, really painful stories. Others don't, but either way, restoration is uncomfortable. Um, but I still think of it as kind of our, our gift that God's given to us. And how many times have we given someone a gift just to, just to go over to their house and realize, oh, it's stuck in their closet or they regifted it to someone else. <laughs> like, that person is wearing that scarf that I gave to the other person. Oh, that's good. And how does that make God, you know, how does that grieve the heart of God when he's given us a beautiful gift to share mm, and yeah. we don't share that? Yeah. And we just keep it away in the closet. So anyway, just another little visual for you. If if you're not sure what Patrick and I are talking about, it's that it's important to share. And so just yeah. reflect on some of that. See what God teaches you about that. But just know that he's built us to be in relationship with each other and with him. And part of doing that is by uh, opening ourselves up and sharing what he's doing in our lives. Yeah. But Lindsay, I think so. I'm going to take us into the next part because I'm excited about this because I think we can bounce back and forth a little bit because yeah. we've been talking about the importance of it. But when we definitely get into the idea of like how we share I think yeah. you and I are going to have completely different perspectives. <laughs> I, know, I, wanna, I, I really want to hear yours. <laughs> okay. So for me, when it comes to this, and I've read through a little bit of what you've provided here, and I'm excited to hear you talk about it, but like I have completely different fears or like concerns about sharing mm -hmm. than, than most, and I'm going to try to phrase this well, than most men my age in the culture that I live in. So, so like, I'm just like, let's go. Like I, you know, you are now the person I have chosen to open up to. And you are now like, like there's a scene, uh, oh, I totally forget the movie. And it's like, uh, it's, it's, uh, Will Ferrell and the other dude. And they're like, they're, uh, the brothers who realize that they're brothers later on in life. They're like adults. Do you remember Isn't that one? Called brothers? Is it called brothers? Something like that. But like one step of brothers. my favorite quotes, stepbrothers. Step brothers. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. And like the, did we just become best friends is like my favorite quote, because for me, there's a huge part of this where the idea of, okay, I'm going to let you into a vulnerable, difficult, you know, sharing with you things that make me look bad in my opinion, uh, things that are hard my failures like my restoration process is messy disgusting like i could use a whole bunch of other words yeah wires so, hanging everywhere what you got wires hanging everywhere oh goodness gracious no like like it's okay okay to use that analogy it's a good one like you're gonna walk in and like you're gonna see where the crown molding is off like it's like you know <laughs> disgusting i actually okay this i i'm gonna totally go to tangent here for a second i may or may not have stumbled upon TikTok, uh, like, uh, what's the right word? Uh, house inspectors. Oh no. Yes. Yes. And like, not just like, we're going to go around and show you like how bad it is, but like 
full-on entertaining like you know i don't know what this guy was thinking or like these people were obviously flipping this house like they go through and like you know like there's like gaps between the floorboards and the floor like oh, oh it's so bad but that's how i feel like i do not feel like my house is well put together and i'm not necessarily embarrassed by it or like afraid but it's like if i choose to invite you in like you i am trusting you and i've gone through different parts in my life both good and bad where i've learned okay maybe i should slow down a little bit on who i share with but like i'm very much like okay we start off with 100 percent yeah and only like as things happen do i potentially like lower that but the idea is like you get everything right off the bat <laughs> you you get everything of who i am like there's no holds bars like we're gonna just like everything full on and it sometimes has gone well and it sometimes has gotten really really bad but but that's where i come from with it and so for me it's like i've had to do a couple of things mm -hmm. comes to sharing i've had to learn how to slow down and to really be intentional about who I share with and different levels of sharing, right? Um, I think that's okay. Like for those of you out there who are, you know, the more open, you know, no boundaries, no, no filters, those kind of people, both men and women, like sometimes we've got to learn how to slow down and let God kind of direct us of like, okay, maybe this isn't the right place to share, or maybe this isn't the right person to share with. And that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think uh, another aspect of it also is like um, learning to to trust God, where I can admit that sometimes my sharing, not necessarily with full intentional manipulation, but more so like, okay, if I share, then you're gonna share, and then we'll be good, right? And then we'll be like in this like mutual trust place. And I've had to learn that that doesn't happen always. And so then I have to go, okay, do I change or do I continue? And for me, for me personally, it's been a continue. I I still believe that it's important to start out more open than, than held back. But what I've done is rather than being afraid or concerned or like trying to control a little bit of like how it gets received, I just go, you know what? This is how God's built me, how he's made, how he's wired me, uh, to use a building analogy. <laughs> and if that's the case, then I'm just going to trust him with it. Like, even if people don't respond the way I expect, or if it hurts how they react, um, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I can trust that this is what God wants me to do. And, and then it really boils down to my wife. So I'll end here. My wife has really become this, like, reminder and it's really ironic. And Lindsay, you'll laugh at this, I know, because you know my wife fairly well. Uh, she's become the one of like, has God told you to do that? Have you been <laughs> listening to Jesus? <laughs> and so oh, that's been that. that's been like the foundation, I think, is for me when it comes to sharing. Like if I start thinking of how I share it, there's a lot of different pieces. I'm way more open, but all of the different healthy boundaries, deciding of who, how, what, where, and what um, has become what is God telling me to do? Is God telling me to share now? And if so, going back to previous points, obey yeah. and do it. Or if God is saying, no, be quiet, shut up, sit down and listen, like doing that with an intention of receiving someone else's sharing.
So that's for me. I want to hear Lindsay. How how is how has God talked to you about how to share? Yeah. Well, I just want to say one thing in response sure. to that. Sure. And what I love about your story is that it's not like God's changing who you are, no. but He's helping you grow in when and where and how. Yeah. Boundaries. And, and you're letting him, huh? <laughs> Boundaries. <laughs> would you ever think that Patrick, the Patrick Reed that you knew 20 years ago would ever say boundaries? <laughs> yeah, but you're also saying boundaries and laughing, which is very Patrick Weed. <laughs> That's true, too. That's very true. <laughs> but really, I mean, God, did God build us so uniquely and, and exactly the way that we are for a reason, right? Absolutely. And so he doesn't want to, um, he doesn't want to dilute our personalities, and that's the thing I love about God is that he gave, he's the one who gave us our personalities, uh, however quirky they are, but he does want to refine and restore, restore us, you know, and, and we need it. So for me, I'm almost the opposite, right? And I might, I'm a little bit more hesitant to share because I also, I grew up, you know, as a preacher's kid. And even though I don't, even though I know for sure that my parents never said the phrase seen and not heard, you know, you need to be seen and not heard. They never said that to me. That was the expectation was that you were there, you were polite, but you didn't really speak up much, you know, just sit there, be polite. Um, and so for me, I'm a little bit more hesitant to share partially because I really, 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 really enjoy hearing people's stories. And I could just sit and listen for hours to someone's story. <laughs> Give me a hot beverage, you know, a cup of coffee, a good fireplace, a cozy blanket, and someone's story, and I'm good to go. Nice. For a long time. So part of that's just my own pleasure. I love to hear about people's lives and people's stories. And, you know, some of it is I struggle with, well, why would they want to hear my story anyways? So for me, you know, part of that, how to, how to share, right? We talked about why, why share, we got through that, but just the how to share part of, you know, what God's been showing me is I get so wrapped up in, will I be prepared to share when the moment comes? And so I might avoid opportunities, you know, put, I might avoid situations where I have an opportunity to share because I'm afraid that I won't know the right thing to say. Mm. And so I kept have, having this phrase come back to me. If you stay ready, if what is it? If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And I looked that up to see who said that first. And all I could find was like a Will Smith, a Will Smith quote. And I was like, <laughs> no, he's not the first one to say that, but apparently it's the most popular one. So we're going to let Will Smith give, give us a little bit of inspiration. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And what I mean by that is when I was doing my devotions a couple weeks ago, I came across one of my favorite stories in the New Testament, which is uh, found in Acts chapter 4. And it was Peter and John. They were before the religious council of the day. And, <laughs> and I've always loved this. They were speaking boldly, courageously, you know, with eloquence <laughs> and Part of that story talks about the fact that the religious leaders 
observed that the way that they spoke, they observed that these were uneducated men. But because of the boldness with which they spoke, they could tell that they had, quote, been with Jesus or spent time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And for me, I mean, I've got a flow chart in my head, like speaking boldly, <laughs> root cause is spend time with Jesus. Uh, so <laughs> you know? critical. I can see it in the chart. Like I spend time on a regular basis with Jesus. I don't actually have to be prepared with a script for what to say in the moment. Because if I have spent regular time cultivating my relationship with Jesus, learning from his word, learning from him, learning from others, he will give me the words to say. And that takes all that pressure off, especially if we're talking about, um, the workplace, because especially out here living in the Pacific Northwest, it can be a really challenging place. I've had coworkers tell me before, you know, I don't, I'm not interested in this, or they'll share very, um, very boldly and frankly with me about what, what their beliefs are. Um, I think I had one coworker tell me one time, don't try to convert me, <laughs> you know, and so, and so people are very closed off, I think, in the Pacific Northwest. And so it can be really uh, scary sometimes to think about, well, what would I say if, and start to think about different contingencies. And so for me personally, part of what God's been showing me is just like, take that pressure off of yourself because that's my job. My job, I already know what that person needs in that moment whether they're at your workplace or they're in your family or they're one of your friends. I know everything about them. I know everything about you. I know what they need. And I know what part of your story they're going to need to hear and when. And if you're spending time regularly with me, don't worry. I will show you and I will give you the right words. And that's, I realize saying all of that sounds really great. It's really hard to implement, but it goes back to just start spending time with God on a regular basis whatever that looks like. Get get a devotional book that takes five to 10 minutes. Go out for a walk and listen to the Bible app on your phone. If you're a, a worshiper, listen to songs that directly, uh, where they're singing the scripture. And then just let God speak to you. Because if you are spending time with him, that will reflect in your conversations with others. Absolutely. Great. Awesome. What if you're not there that yet though? I totally get that. If you're not quite ready, for those who are super hesitant i I have a few practical tips for you (laughs) let's go because i'm all about the practical one is just start small right i love to write things down not everyone is like that i get that but throughout this restoration journey we've been talking about just taking some time to write out the things that god has been showing us and so as he's revealing these different things um, you know, revealing his truths to us, just writing it, writing them down, uh, writing down things that you've noticed that God's done. Like uh, Patrick, you and I have shared stories personally about what we've seen God do it, it in our workplace through our story. You just shared something with me earlier that was awesome. It's like, great, write that down. So we don't forget the yeah. things that God is actually doing. Absolutely. Because part of sharing our story is going like, I know I know this truth because I live this truth and here's 
here's how God has proven his faithfulness over the years. And so part of that to me is just keeping a record of all of the awesome things that God is up to in my life. And then revisit that because that is one of the most encouraging things. If you've written that down and if you're going through a period where you're, um, you're tired, <laughs> you've been in the restoration process for a long, long time and there's no <laughs> end in sight, go to that list because that list will encourage you of what God's been doing in your life. And you'll see that growth and you'll be encouraged by it. Um, one of the things, too, I like to uh, to do is just, you know, ask someone who you're close to to just listen. To just say, look, I feel like God's telling me and leading me to share my story more. But I just, I want to share it with someone who who I trust, who I feel comfortable with. Because I'm not good at sharing. I don't feel comfortable sharing yet. And I'm not, I might be a lot more reserved, you know, or I might be, you might be as shy. So just share with someone that you do trust. That might actually feel kind of scary as a first step. Um, but share with someone that you do trust or plug yourself into a small group. But if that's an option in your church, whether that's virtual or in person, because just kind of sharing your life and your, your story naturally with others and hearing other stories kind of helps to work that muscle. So you're kind of exercising just just like exercise, like start with the five pound weights, not the 30 pound weights, <laughs> you know, to start a little bit small and then listen to other stories. Mm. I feel like it's, it, it shouldn't just be about us speaking all the time. Sometimes we learn so much from others just by listening to their story. And that really means a lot too. When you want to, you want to be given permission to share with someone else you listen to them first. And I think that's powerful for someone, even if they're not a believer, even better, you can listen to their story. And that will mean so much to them that you are, you're there. You're not just there to be heard. You're there to listen to. Yeah. Real quick, Lindsay, before you move on, I was thinking about this just because you and I are definitely uh, more verbal processors. And so we've been talking about this a lot. And a lot of our examples are definitely more in a like talk to people, which I yes. still think is important, yes. but there are like, and something we've done on this podcast before is talk about like the creative ways, especially in our day and age yes. of the way things can be done. Um, this isn't as super technical, but um, I was just thinking about it. Like sometimes, especially as you were talking about writing things down, I know this is super vulnerable and still scary, but a lot of times if you aren't ready to like have coffee with someone and like tell them something, I have had people, different people throughout my life where they're like, hey, could you read this? And they'll just like give me like either a section or like something that they've written down where it's something very vulnerable, but definitely like that aspect of like what they've heard God say or like something that they've written down about themselves or a process that they've gone through. And I think that that's definitely like just to kind of open up more the opportunity for everyone because everyone's so different. Like no matter how it is like there's lots of different ways you can share this i think even for us even though we're very verbal obviously we've taken a verbal approach in using this podcast to share a lot of things and so we've done it that way so i think like there's a lot of different ways to do it there's plenty of like youtubers tiktokers instagrammers out there where that's just you know point the camera at yourself and share and that's very very public but yes. but at the same time it's a little bit safer for the people who aren't ready for like a face to face. So just putting it out there, like there's a lot of different ways to share. 
and you know feel free to let your creativity flow and you know god speak to you in whatever way it may be but especially in the writing things down like i think it's a great way to start you know whatever you're comfortable with take something you've written down and be like hey could you read this this is something that's going on with me and i'd love for you to read it and then that can start maybe a conversation or you know there's been plenty like i think of like uh who is it I know C.S. Lewis and I forget the other guy, like where they would write letters back and forth to each yes. other. Yes. Oh. Right? Like there's totally awesome. ways that are like not necessarily the most like verbal face to face, but still very intimate and still very impactful of ways of sharing with each other. So yes. just thought I'd throw that out there. And uh, yeah, and thank you for doing that because that hits that kind of hits my heart as a writer because I I everything that we've been talking about minus what Patrick's been sharing on the fly, which has just been amazing. <laughs> it's all just written. Yeah. And when I sent it to you, it was just written. And I felt like my heart was just on the page. Oh, absolutely. Way, way more than, you know, I mean, we're sitting here talking, but sometimes that is the way that you can express it. Yeah. Sometimes people are just so much more expressive when they just write. And, yeah. you know, we were talking to earlier about, um, you know, keeping a list of the things that God's been doing. That's totally awesome. You might not be a journaler, but you can also text yourself. <laughs> and then you have those text messages to refer back to. I mean, how simple would that be? Like God that's does something point. awesome. You notice it and you're like, boom, send yourself a text message. That's a good one. I like it. Anyway, that's, I thank you for mentioning that because you're absolutely right. Not everyone's a verbal share. And some, a lot of us need to work up to that. I mean, I never would have thought that I would start a podcast, but you know, <laughs> I remember when I was in junior high, I think I wrote an apology to someone rather than speaking the apology to them because I felt like I could express my apology so much better in writing. I mean, that's so accurate. Like, it's so wonderful. I love getting you to talk about it. But like, so I'm, since we're on the last episode, who cares? Like, Lindsay will send me these like four to five page long like things that she's thought through and it like on a on a practical level podcast like that's great you know perfect like we've got an outline but on a separate level like this is intimate like you've provided your inmost thoughts of like what you're going through and i think in the context of where you were going with listening to each other like let's just put it this way i'm not the fastest reader or the most patient reader um, I skim a lot and, I know, and yet I send you these huge paragraphs, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a big deal. Like to be able to sit down and be like, okay, for the intention of the relationships that we are building, if someone chooses to share with you in a way that they're comfortable with, like we need to honor that. We need yes. to respect that and taking the time to sit, whether it be listen, whether it be read, whether it be watch, like mm -hmm. all the different ways, like make sure that you are, I think, and it's probably what you were getting at, like basically respect the way that it's being presented to you and give some intentionality into yes. your reaction, be it, you know, whatever facet that's being used, like react in accordance to show that you care about what the person is being given, given to you because, because it takes a lot. It's scary and it's hard. So it needs to be received with just as much grace and patience and love and care. So yes. Absolutely. And if we're following Jesus example or, um, or God's example, I guess, <laughs> totally. He, you know, he, he has shared in so many different ways oh. too, 
And we have his written word. We have Jesus, oh, we have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We have that he's given us each other. So just, I hope that by my, <laughs> my name, Patrick's just kind of spitballing here. It's you're encouraged by the fact that there's not just one way. And so that kind of brings us to the, the last point here, which is just do it. Just right? do it. I mean, how can you, how much can you get like than the Nike? It's so good. Like it's... that person, whoever came up with that should hopefully have been paid a lot of money because oh, I'm sure. that has stood <laughs> the test of time. And so I feel like I just want to have that at my desk when I'm procrastinating a mundane task, just do it. So I get it. It's cheesy to use the line, but there is something to be said about just sharing, even when, even when it feels unfinished, even when it feels disheveled and unkempt and all of that, um, just do it. Yeah. I mean, it's right back to the whole analogy that you've been using this whole time, which I think is great. Like there's so much, so much to say about looking at a room that is, you know, it, it's fine. It's fine. So it's, but then it's like, no, we've got to, we've got to work on it. And we've got to go and like, just take that first swing. And then you put a hole in the wall and now right. you've got to do something about it. Right. <laughs> like, yes. So just and I will share yeah. like one last thing that um, after I sent you those notes, you know, God was showing me, I mean, yeah. good for Sunday sermons because the pastor had a very inspiring one this last, I'm like, nice. oh my gosh. I have to put this in um, because it's so basic and it's so obvious, but that's just how we're sharing should be in love. Mm, that's that good. really just takes us back to the very beginning when, you know, we were talking about restoration and what our goals were. And you said, I just want, I want people to know that I, I love them. Yeah. I, I love my coworkers. And yeah. so, you know, I had this image that came to my mind when the pastor was talking about just speak the truth in love. And I was thinking about us, you know, how we should be sharing our stories. And so this image came to my mind, you know, when I think about a home restoration, my mind usually first goes to just, you know, opening up a room, redesigning the kitchen, the wall trim, the colors, etc. But not too long after that, it usually turns to a different picture. And that's a picture of a family in a living room gathered mm -hmm. around a table, sharing stories, laughing, that's leaning good. shoulder to shoulder, looking through old photos. Yeah. I see a mom and a dad coming home, you know, soaked from the rain, trying to carry in the groceries. <laughs> you know, met at the doors with kids who are like, where's the pizza for dinner? I see bedtime stories and towels wrapped around dogs after a wet, messy bath. An older couple holding hands as they fall asleep oh, in the so same good. bed that they read those bedtime stories in so many years ago. And this to me, when you're talking about this in a context of a home, that is a picture of love in a loving home and living life together. And really, that's just what Jesus is calling us to do. Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to get like emotional. Oh, no, it's, good. it's so good. It's so good, Lindsay. But, I love that. You know, I just feel like being a perfectionist, <laughs> you know, God just <laughs> was telling me, you know, it's not restoration isn't about cultivating this perfectly manicured spiritual life. It's really not. Yeah. It's just, you know, letting God work in our hearts and our minds and then just 
speaking that truth. It's sharing our stories. It's listening to each other, but it's doing it from a place of love because we you know Paul said it best. If we have no love, we're nothing. Yeah. So if you pick up that hammer <laughs> and start swinging it, you better darn well make sure you're swinging it in love. That's good. Oh, that's so good, Lindsay. That's so good because we do it in so many other ways that's so painful and that's that's the only way to do it right. I think that like that is so applicable, not just to like towards others, but even towards yourself. Like you've got to be able to sit down and like all these steps of restoration, like I don't want to say like love yourself because that kind of sounds a little weird and a little bit too new ages, you know, hippie kind of Oregon maybe, but, <laughs> but right. I know. But at the same time, I think like the idea is more so like God loves you and every aspect of working on you is is out of love and so when you're sitting down and you're looking at yourself like you've got to be able to look at yourself in the context of how god sees you and god sees you in a way i'm not i'm not going to do more god sees you god sees you he sees you and he loves you absolutely oh do we have to finish? Can we do one more? <laughs> this has been so good. Lindsay, I, I, I want to say... Come back after the holidays. Come back after the holidays. We'll see. We'll see. Next project. But I want to say, Lindsay, thank you. I've uh, so appreciated being able to do this with you. Uh, you've been a great co-host. You've put up with all of my stuff and all of my nuances. And I appreciate you. And thank you for uh, doing a lot of the work. Um, I don't care what people say. Doing the tech side is not as difficult as writing the content. So thank you for putting in a lot of the work. Yeah, but you have to deal with my audio where I've like clapped. Oh, my please. Banged on the table. <laughs> oh, please. Thank you for that's like not, typing in, get your elbows off the table. <laughs> it has been an amazing journey. And obviously it's not over between the two of us, but yeah. this part of recording it is over. And I appreciate you. And I'm so grateful for what we have. And, uh, I think that, you know, we've always ended with some aspect of like, we'll see you next time, which probably might be the case. We'll see what happens. But the uh, the ever ending night, y'all, is just perfect. Night, y'all.